Welcome, everyone. Uh, my name's Di, and it's my privileged morning, Daniel, to be sharing with you from God's Word this morning. I wanted to start with that little clip because it's a song that, if you're old as me, you probably remember, um, and it's called Don't Go Breaking My Heart. And my theme this morning is compassion. So my theme is actually the opposite of that. So today I'm praying that today God breaks our hearts for something. Um, so sorry to Elton John and Kiki D there, but we're just going to ask today that God does break our heart and he moves us with the things that move him. Um, I'm not going to lie, I'm just going to go straight for the sympathy vote this morning, if that's okay. So last time, since I've last seen you, two things have happened. Um, one, it's been my birthday, and two, thank you, <laughs> I've had COVID, and those two things collided. So I don't mind being 61, I'm happy celebrating that. I don't mind having COVID, because really, if you've dodged it this far, you've done very well, haven't you? But I do mind having them both on the same day. I was not happy. Um, and over these last few weeks, we've been looking at a series of things called emotions, and we've been seeing how we feel about stuff. And I can honestly say that in that week, I experienced a whole run of those emotions. I was angry that I had got COVID on my birthday. I was lonely because you have to isolate when you've got COVID. So I wasn't kind of seeing people like I should have done and my birthday plans were all scuppered. I was sad. Do you know what? I opened my birthday cards, but I didn't put them up. I left them in a little pile. It was worse than that. I left them in a little pile on the table and I just thought, oh, it's just not on, is it? And then I remembered what Sean had preached on when he preached on consider it pure joy. I did not consider it pure joy that I had COVID on my birthday. I considered it a privilege to sulk on my birthday and make the most of that. So it is so good to feel like well and back with you again today. And um, I, hope, I hope all the extroverts in the room like the little oo-oos in that song then, you know, from Elton and Kiki, and you can remember that and you're giving it a bit of an oo-oo. But I wanted really to talk like about compassion because that's going to be my theme for today. So um, <clears throat> compassion is a kind of a different type of emotion, but it's an emotion that Jesus felt. And it tells us many times through like the New Testament that he felt compassion. He was moved. He was overcome with pity. Um, his heart went out to people. And there's just this lovely expression that the message uses and it describes him when he looks at the crowd and he looks at the crowd and he sees the individual and he says my heart is breaking for you and that's kind of what I want to get over today so I wasn't a particularly compassionate person myself and just want to share a little story in those lines so this is about <laughs> 30 years ago and I enrolled for a basic counselling course, a 10-week course. So, rocked up to Warrington Collegiate, Warrington Tech, as it was then, Saturday morning. And there's this group of people we've never met before. And one of the things when you do a counselling course, you kind of know what's coming, don't you? There's going to be a time when you 
share how you feel, right? And I'm like, okay, it's part and parcel, got to go with it. Um, so this one, it was week six, and we went into the room, and in the, at the front, there was this, like, big table. And on this big table, there was, like, tons of little ornaments and items and, and just, like, little bits and pieces. And the teacher said to us, I want you to pick something that represents you. I want you to choose something off the table. So I kind of thought, I know what's coming here. We're going to choose something, then it'll be share if you feel comfortable to. So up to the table, and there was this, in the middle of it all, there was just this little little puppy, this little brown and white puppy, and he was all like, do you know what? He wasn't moving, but he was kind of going like that, do you know? And he was all excitable and cheery and happy, and I thought, boom, you'll do. So picked him up and went back to my seat. Sure enough, we got in our seats, and uh, the teacher said, okay, I'd, I'd, if you feel comfortable to, I'd like you to share about why you've chosen that item. So I was like, that's a relief, because I won't have to really say anything about how I really feel, because I've got the happy puppy, so that's really good. So when it came to me, I was just able to go, yeah, got the happy puppy, yeah, he's just cheery, isn't he? He's joyful. And I thought, I, I'm just not like in this sharing frame of mind. And it went round the room, and there was a lady, and she, she stretched her hand out like that when it was her turn, and on the palm of her hand was this biddy little chick, sad as anything, the saddest little chick in the whole wide world. And it had come out of an eggshell, and there was the eggshell as part of the sculpture, and there was the chick. And she just said, this is me. She said, I'm broken. My life's in pieces. And like dramatic pause, I just feel fragile. And I, I can hear the oars coming from you, but me at that time, my face remained still, but in my head, I was going, what? <laughs> Do you know, I don't like why my thumb is going like this, but you know when you're like, what is she doing? And I was like, what? What is she doing? She's just told everyone exactly how she's feeling. She's just like born a soul to this room full of people that she doesn't know. And I was like, and I was just kind of thinking, it feels so weak. It just feels so weak what she's done. And I, I didn't have like that compassion within me to understand her circumstances or her situation. Don't judge me. <laughs> so then, probably this is about 15 years ago now. And um, at that time, all my working life, I've worked in offices and or, you know government departments. But I did a job change, and I went to work for a Christian charity, and it was so different. It was a time when, for the first time ever, I knew what it was like to be part of a team, and there was quite a strong family dynamic in the team. It was a job that was more than nine till five. Um, and it was, it was a time for me, it, there were many difficult times in it, and there were many hard days where I just thought, what am I doing here? But I loved that job, and I loved those people that I worked with. Um, but I knew, and can't really go into that here, that it was time for me to finish after about 10 years. 
So I gave my notice in and I knew that at Christmas I'd be finishing. And um, Christmas came as, as always happens in these things. You have a leaving meal and everyone says like nice stuff about you and you say nice stuff back to other people and you get a present and it's all lovely. And I kept it all together and someone gave me um, a lift home in the car and that was like the final moment for me then. And I opened our door at home and I walked into the hallway and I knew the house was empty, no one was home. And everything just like really hit me in that minute. Just like, what have I done? The, the joy, the part of being team had ended and that would never happen again with those people. It was over. And very slowly, I just like stepped back till my back was against the wall in the hallway. And I just started sobbing. I just started crying. This wave of emotion just came over me. And I just like wept and wept and wept. And then the next thing I know, I'm kind of like sliding down the wall in our hallway until I'm slumped and sat on the floor and I'm just weeping. Please feel free to go. Do you know what I mean? Because that's what I would have done. But in that moment, it felt like everything, all this emotion just came forward. And I was really hurting, like really hurting. But in that moment, God was there and the presence of Jesus was there and the compassion and the love of the Holy Spirit was there in that moment. And I know that when we are in pain and when we feel pain, the compassionate God draws near, sits with us, sits with us in all the snot and the sobbing and the crying. And I've probably never told anyone that story before. Um, and I know that you'll have your own stories that are like that, where everything is just too much, but God is there. A compassionate, loving God is drawing alongside, and because his children hurt, he hurts, and he wants to be near. We're just going to look at a verse which is from um, 2 Corinthians 1, and I love this verse. We're going to look at it in two versions of the Bible. So first of all, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in our troubles, so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves have received from God. We're going to look at it in the message version again, because it's just a slightly different slant and it says that God comes alongside us when we go through hard times. And before we know it, he brings us alongside someone else who's going through hard times so that we can be there for that person just as God was there for us. This is like a circular verse. It talks about a God who's there for us so that we know what that feels like so that then we can go on and we can be there for others. And then we get drawn back, don't we, to that place again where God is there for us. And then we go out and we be there for others too. I just love the way that that all goes round. I felt perhaps I didn't really know what compassion was 
until I'd received it. And I'm receiving it and feeling how God interacts and how God hurts when we hurt. And just to feel that comfort, it then enables you to then move on and be compassionate towards others. So together we'll just look um, at Luke, because this is a lovely, it's about five verses in Luke 10, and it's a story that Jesus told to somebody. So just in these moments, as, as we read through this, if it's familiar or not to you, just put yourself in these words and just think, where am I in this passage? Okay, so Jesus answered by telling a story. There was once a man traveling from Jerusalem to Jericho. On the way, he was attacked by robbers. They took his clothes, they beat him up, and went off, leaving him half dead. Luckily, a priest was on his way down the same road. But when he saw him, he angled across to the other side. Then a Levi, a religious man, showed up. He also avoided the injured man. A Samaritan, travelling the road, came on him. And when he saw the man's condition, get this, his heart went out to him. There's the compassion. His heart went out to him. And he gave him first aid, disinfecting and bandaging his wounds. And then he lifted him onto his donkey and he led him to an inn and made him comfortable. In the morning, he took out two silver coins and he gave them to the innkeeper, saying, take good care of him. If it costs any more, put it on my bill and I'll pay you on my way back. That passage that we've just read there, it's called the Good Samaritan. That's kind of what it's known as. And I wonder where we are in the story. There's a man, and he's at the roadside, isn't he? And he's desperate. He's been beaten up. His clothing's been taken off him. That's just like incredibly vulnerable to be hurting in that place. And two people come by. And the first one spots him and, and makes like an angle across the road and heads off on his journey. And the second one passes by as well without stopping. But the third one, he stops. The third one comes to where he is. That's compassion. Comes to where he is. And we look at like that list of things that he did. He cared for him. He bandaged up his wounds. He disinfected those wounds. He put him onto his donkey. He took him to a safe place. And then he said, I'll pay the bill and I'll be back. And when we look at this story, there's kind of like two angles to it. So we can either be, and I like this angle, the hurting person by the roadside and the good Samaritan is Jesus. And he stops. And he doesn't walk past. He doesn't, he doesn't head off in another direction. He comes to where I am. And he meets us in that point of need. And he just like helps us in ways that we really need to be helped. And he knows the incidents that have led up to us being on the roadside like that. He knows our vulnerability. He knows our pain. And he just as ministers such care, such love, such compassion... And he takes us to this place of safety. 
And I like the story because it says, I'll come back. And that's like part of our hope as Christians, that Jesus first came to earth and he did what he did to meet our needs, to meet us where we're at. And then he left for heaven and he's got that promise, I'm coming back. And he is, he's coming back. And in this meantime, as we live on, we've got this opportunity to be, to be the Good Samaritan. We've got this opportunity now that we have received so much to now then go out there and decide, am I walking past? Am I carrying on my way or am I going to stop? God, with your strength, am I going to stop in this situation and do whatever it is that needs to be done? So I love like, that double aspect of that story that we've received from the Good Samaritan, but also we are the Good Samaritan. Just to kind of finish, for compassion, I feel that there's two things that we can kind of take away with us. There is the choice of compassion. So the first two men in the story that Jesus told, they had the same opportunity as the third man, but they walked on by. They, they didn't want their agenda or their time to be taken up with this person, and they continued on their way. But the Good Samaritan stopped and chose that is quite a, a, a big example. You know, like if we were walking home and we met someone at the roadside, that is quite a big example for us to follow. But it can be in very small things as well. And a couple of weeks ago when Lois preached, she talked about loneliness and how as a church we want to stamp out loneliness. And a really simple way that we can do it is by staying afterwards and having a cup of tea and saying to someone else, making the choice of, do you want a brew? Do you fancy a cup or do you want a coffee? That's like massive to, the per to a person. And we can do that if we choose to do it. Like, don't misunderstand me. Some of you might have things you've got to go on to. I'm not saying everyone stay and have a cup of tea afterwards. But if you can, maybe order your life differently so that you can be that good Samaritan and you can say, how can I help? Do you want a brew? And just to talk to someone and engage. And then the other thing, it's like, it's the cost of compassion because for the good Samaritan who stopped, it cost him his time that day his journey was interrupted from Jerusalem to Jericho. His um, agenda was broken. He had things to do, but that all went out the window. And then it cost him money. He left two silver coins with the innkeeper to keep that payment going so that the man could be looked after properly. Um, something that's happened this week, an email that has come into the office, and it's just like... You know when something is so good and it just like really breaks your heart because you're just like dead happy with it? And it's a couple who already serve on a server team and they've said, do you know what? We think that we could come early on the Sunday that we serve and we could make the brews, we could do the teas and coffees and then we could do our serving and then we could stay afterwards and we could clear it all away. How amazing is that? I just think it is worth a round of applause, Daniel. You're right, it is. Because <laughs> they are saying, we're already doing this, but you know what? 
we can do more. We could once a month, we could do that. And I just think that is just like, what a heart. That is the cost of compassion so that we can all have a drink afterwards and stay and have a chat. And that's going over and above. There's just one thing that I wanted to finish with, which is on the, um, in the last few words of that passage from Luke. And it's a phrase that I've, I've read but never really picked up on before. And the good Samaritan, he says to the innkeeper, put it on my bill. Put it on my bill. And I wonder what I'm prepared to say. Well, put that on my bill. I'll, I'll do that. Let me pick that up. Let me pay for that. Not necessarily in financial terms, but let me do that. Let me offer my time. Let me give my services. Let me sacrifice some time on a Sunday as an act of compassion to care for other people. So our band are going to come back up now. That's okay, please. Um, but just wanted in this closing song, because I spoke at the beginning about God meeting me in the hallway of my life, and that was where I wept. And the same God met that man injured at the roadside in the hallway of his life. And he just spoke into him and cared for him and showed him that compassion. And I wonder today where we are here, whether God is ready, whether we are ready to meet God, God is ready in the hallway of our life with whatever it is that we've got that's in pieces, that's in bits, that feels just so fragile. But God is there in the hallway of your life and ready to, to minister to you. Thank you.